1: Mention right off the bat, I feel like it's hard not to acknowledge that this does oddly feel like a weird YouTube reunion in a way that this show has not felt like in a very long time. Right, (laughs) knowing your background, Peyton, knowing the deep, darks like the dark depths of your like Dan and Phil background. Do you know about that? (laughs) Oh, I, it's one, like, I do research on all of our guests.
2: Al, you came for blood immediately. That was brutal. How dare you?
1: Unfortunately for Cody and I, we met and our unfortunate online history started from being, like, YouTubers. Uh, I didn't know that and I'm extremely invested. Like. So it just, this is. There's a lot of like history here that feels
0: very wild. It's just an interesting energy. <laughs> I if anything, if there's anything that I can bring to the table, it's interesting <laughs> energy. That's what I'm bringing. To this,
2: this and that's
1: why we that's
0: why we brought you here.
2: Yeah, welcome to into the twilight In- interesting energies across the board. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I'm excited.
1: If nothing else, today feels like we are bringing back really strong like 2008 to 2011 energy right. <laughs> and, and the only way to do that is to bring in someone whose brand is powering like strong in that energy still to this day <laughs> and that is you
0: of course Peyton <laughs> welcome you. to this space Hell yeah I think Twilight was like the infinity stone I was missing. I still have Dan and Phil. I work for Hank and John. Like I'm really in deep and Twilight was really what my brand was missing. So I'm very happy to finally collect them all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're so glad to finally provide that for you so that you can become the most powerful person, the true girl boss that you were meant to be. Thank you. It's just wild. I think that, um, and I—I I don't know how much Cody wants to talk about it themselves. Uh, a dark it's backstory. Just our dark, our dark online, our dark YouTube and
2: twisted minds.
1: But yes, it truly does. It feels like a a meeting of minds that is like truly haunted. But I'm I'm immensely grateful that you are here for anyone that has the audacity not to know who you are, Peyton. Would you mind telling folks who you are and all of the like million things <laughs> that you do
0: on the internet? Sure. So, I mean, prefacing, I am chronically addicted to Twitter. So that's really the cornerstone, yeah. I feel like, of <laughs> sure, my yeah. biography. It really starts out with like, the heading is the Twitter bird. We're just going to get right into the weeds. I had a Dan and Phil Stan account. I, I think that's important
2: to just <laughs> the culture.
0: get out of the, the culture. <laughs> Right. Um, you're sa- Listen, you're safe here. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Like, we have a fucking Twilight podcast. Like, listen. I feel very so. seen
0: in this space. I'm feeling very confident. Um. So, yes, <laughs> I had a Dan and Phil stand Twitter. I made it in 2017, which is a little embarrassingly late to add on to that. <laughs> so much later than
2: I would have guessed.
0: <laughs> I'm comfortable admitting it. So, listen, I-, I have the stand Twitter. And then this is- gets embarrassing for another person, but I'm fully comfortable dragging him into the weeds yeah, I, befriended I hank... yeah i befriended hank green from this um stan twitter account quite literally right. my profile picture was dan howell like that <sighs> let that just be yeah. known um he thought that it was a picture of me he texted me oh, that no. once i'd already started working for him <laughs> oh, and was no. like i know dan and phil and i thought that was a picture of you <laughs> And I was right. like, great. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be wonderful to be like a hot British man? But no, sadly, that's not me. Um, so we became friends. I kind of forced him to be my friend, but it really worked right. out for me because now I like help him run his and John's TikTok. John was really suckered into this. I'm sorry if you hear this somehow. I'm really sorry.
2: <laughs> John Grinty, not interact. I interrupt. do remember
1: seeing those tweets of of watching that happen through your Twitter account of like... How can I make it happen? Like, how do I, do I text Hank? Like, how do I, how do I make this happen so that I'm doing all of John's TikToks?
0: (laughs) Right. It was a um, very odd series of events. Um, But yeah, so now I'm a social media manager, which honestly, the Dan and Phil stand to social media manager pipeline is strong. And it proves itself over and over again.
2: It is incredibly strong.
1: (laughs) I don't think that a lot of, Dan and Phil Stans, who were, what, 13, 14, running 24-hour tumblers, oh realized God, yeah. the unbelievably marketable skills that they were developing at the time. <laughs> yeah. So I think that it makes complete sense, honestly. What also oh, makes yeah, complete absolutely. sense to me is that Hank would completely believe that you were a British twink <laughs> named Peyton. Right. <laughs> That makes complete
0: sense to me. Yeah, it does to me. Yeah, that's a great
1: Yes, brand.
2: it makes
0: perfect sense. I mean, my at was Desert Plant Dan because right. Cactus Dan was taken. That's sort of my villain origin story. <laughs> that's,
2: that's when you yeah. became the Joker. Sure. <laughs> so
0: that's, I. you know, that's what I do. I, I am online in my free time and I'm online for work. And, and now recently I have rewatched all of the Twilight movies because my husband, Brent, had never seen any of them. Which, like, honestly, what a horrific thing for me to have been married to this man for six years. And I've never (laughs) shown him this part of my life. (laughs) So he has seen them all. And, like, like, don't tell anyone. But I think he liked them. So...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not to put Brent on blast or anything, but... (laughs) (laughs) That is unreal.
1: Thank you for sharing your story your truth with us and all of the, the community that we have here, it is completely a safe space. We, I can't wait to hear Brent come on the podcast and tell about his Twilight (laughs) story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's unbelievable. But yes, that is truly amazing. And I'm so glad that you ended up rewatching the Twilight movies um, and being awake to, to share that online. Um, so that you could end up here.
0: Yeah, I think. It, I mean, what else would I be tweeting about, honestly, besides watching the Twilight <laughs> movies? And then, I, and then you I'm saw so them, and then contacted me to be on this. And I'm like, if I'm gonna be guesting on a podcast, of course it's the it's a Twilight podcast. Like that has to be sure. my first, yeah. sort of grand entrance into guesting on people's podcasts. A
1: hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, and I think that. It would only make sense, right, that not just is it a, a Twilight podcast, which is your interests all in one, um, but it would only be from folks who have also been on the internet and on YouTube since the dawn of time. For too long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as someone who has had the joy of, of interacting with, with Hank and John at VidCon <laughs> um, several times, it is uh it makes it is all just like a circle of life. I think it makes complete sense. So I, I think that it is it is perfect. Peyton, one of the things that we love to do on this show in general, but especially over the past like eighteen plus months, is to check in <laughs> before we dive into trash. Um, but also to talk about something that has made us happy recently. Um, So could you share how you are doing and something that's brought you joy as of late? Yeah,
0: um, I'm doing surprisingly well for the current state of everything.
2: Hell yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, love (laughs) to hear it.
0: And like my my happy thing really happened about two and a half months ago that I moved from Alabama to Colorado, which like what a blessing that has been. (laughs) So that's been great. Um, I love it here. And it continues to be my happy thing every day because I like wake up and see these mountains and it's just amazing. And what an experience to rewatch Twilight in the mountains. I mean, it's the perfect setup for all of it It has just really worked out.
1: (laughs) I love that so much. It also seems like your dogs are thriving in that space. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Which is amazing. Um, So I love that. That sounds like the ideal in that space. Uh,
2: Cody, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I wanted to bring, um, because everyone's talking about the White Lotus. You know what I mean? Everyone's talking about it. I've heard about this thing. It's great. But I'm not going to be talking about that. (laughs) So don't get get too excited. But before he did the White Lotus, which everyone's gabbing about, um, he did Enlightened, which is another HBO show with THE Laura Dern. So, what? And it is. It is. (laughs) The rumors are true. It was from... 2011 to like 2013 it was like two seasons um it was like a workplace drama situation where like laura dern has a breakdown and like gets demoted from her job and then like has to work in this shitty like it bullshit whatever but like realizes there's like workplace inequities and the company's garbage because all companies are garbage and like starts unionizing and like trying to burn shit down and it is so good damn it's so
1: good hell yeah I miss Laura and I haven't seen her in something in a minute. I know, and she's amazing in it. You've been bringing a lot of strong TV recommendations as of late.
2: Thank you. I've been watching a lot <laughs> of TV. So
1: I love that. Thank you. I need something. We are very close to finishing yeah. The Sopranos. Um, and so Ooh, Gabagool baby. <laughs> um, and I still don't know how that ends. I I don't know I don't know how that ends, but right. I haven't looked it up. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I need something new to watch. And so I will. Yeah. I'm also, I'm very
2: proud of you for not looking up the Wikipedia It's taking <laughs> everything
1: in to me to not look it up. Yeah. As someone who one thrives in spoilers and also has zero impulse yeah. control. Um, and apparently everyone. <laughs> it's a bad combo. <laughs> it's, it's an awful <laughs> combo. And apparently everyone has known about the ending of this since forever. Um, I feel yes. like I'm constantly in danger of just like walking outside and someone's just going to yell the ending of The Sopranos at me. Right. <laughs> it's honestly awful. Um,
2: it's a constant threat. You never it's know. Tr- <laughs> it's the it's the literal worst, but it's fine. Listen, there are a lot of reasons to stay inside right now, but that is definitely one <laughs>
1: of them. I'm so terrified. Um, It's truly my biggest star right now. Uh, but So how are you? What's oh, your I'm your fine. You know, the Newtons are a hellscape Um. But it's you know we're just yeah. like vibing. We out here. <laughs> we we're here. Um, one my happy thing for this week though is I, for some reason, got accidentally logged out of my YouTube account. Um, uh oh. And <laughs> and so when I was attempting to log back in, the home screen was providing recommendations. And usually, if you've had this happen to you before, you might know that um, it's like generic recommendations. So I thought it would just be like Mm -hmm. all the famous stuff that's like incredibly popular right now. And that was definitely there. But my great joy for this week came for one of the videos at the top, um, was a commercial for something I completely thought I made up as a dream, (laughs) (laughs) which was something I wanted so much as a child, but could not. I would not no. My parents did not buy for me, um, which was the titular Betty Crocker bacon fill pans. Oh, man, what I would have given for this. What? what I would still give. Right? <laughs> I wanted so <laughs> bad. <laughs> Fuck. Um. So obviously I had to watch this commercial, <laughs> and I went into a little bit of a deep dive to see like, can I still get this? Um. Because I've never wanted an ice cream cake shaped like a baseball more than watching this very old commercial. Um, Apparently they do still exist. Um, But it brought me an immense amount of joy that for some reason the like generic YouTube home screen knew me so well. That it was like,
2: you need this
1: and you need this right now. And it was very yeah. powerful, and I loved it a lot.
2: Those, it was like one of the best looking commercial, like infomercial products ever. Honest like to something God. about it always looked like, man, this nothing is going to top this <laughs> experience. I've never seen a cake look better. No, not never in my life. Especially no <sighs> wedding cake has ever compared. Oh <laughs> I'm like stuck in this in this
0: space where I. I mean, we all wanted this, and like, why? We, I was a literal child.
2: Like, why did I want this pan? Right. No, we were all babies. There's no practical yes, use case for it. I'm
0: looking at this picture, and I just know now, like, how the people photograph like food. And this is probably like styrofoam and yeah. motor oil or something really odd. Oh, and for this sure. This is not a cake. For like, sure. this is not a real cake.
1: It's incredibly depressing. Yeah, that in,
2: the ice cream inside is hauntingly solid, <laughs> so I definitely feel like it's
1: not real. It's not even, there's no attempt at no. drippage at all, no. No. Uh, which I hate. But I distinctly remember, and I had thought about this, and then it confirmed in the commercial, but there's one of the Baked Alaska And I distinctly remember after watching this commercial for the first time as a child, I thought that Baked Alaska was going to be a part of my everyday life. (laughs) (laughs) That I was like, oh yeah, Baked Alaska. I'm going to see this all the time. And I don't think I've ever had nor
2: seen a Baked Alaska in person. It's like the way we all thought that quicksands were going to be really important (laughs) in school.
1: It's all a lie. I've been lied to. um, But goddamn if I wouldn't fuck up one of those cakes so bad. Oh my god, absolutely. I'll just be thinking. I need to scroll past this image because I will. (laughs) Otherwise I will just be thinking about it for the rest of
2: my life. Do it for her. (laughs) What I wouldn't do. Ice cream cake. (laughs)
1: Um, More importantly though... Payton, one of the things that I love about being able to bring guests on here is sharing and learning about your journey with Twilight, (laughs) good or bad, (laughs) um, the ugly bits, all of it. And so could you do us the honor of telling us your Twilight backstory?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I'm going to say it sounds like I'm about to like deep dive into trauma and that's not what I'm about to do. But this whole thing starts at like my hometown Southern Baptist Church. So that's...
2: (laughs) Don't it always (laughs) seem to go. It
0: it is a positive ending, I promise. Oh, you are not the first one. Welcome. (gasps) Yeah, Yeah. we
2: have a shocking amount of church toilet bags.
0: (laughs) So I was... At middle schooler um when the first twilight came out i was in eighth seventh grade eighth grade one of the one of those um and my pastor's daughter was like super into it like way into it and i was like oh amy like what what you got going on and so i went to her house and she like has posters and it was like right after the first one came out on dvd and she was like right. we will watch this like No talking, but I'll watch it with you. (laughs) Like, alright. So, (laughs) like, it was very serious. Um, So, we watch it, and obviously, 12-year-old me was like, this is it for me. Like, this is peak art. (laughs) This is the only thing that matters to me anymore. Um, So, then my mom actually had already read all the Twilight books because her church friends had read them too. So it was like, it had migrated from like the women's group Bible study, reading the Twilight books to the youth group reading the Twilight books. So I don't know why, but our whole church was like infiltrated with Twilight (laughs) propaganda. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Of course
2: it was. Yeah. (laughs) This is what Stephanie planned. (laughs) Right. Yeah, this is her grand. Tapestry. Yeah, and
0: it. I mean, if it didn't work, like it, it was our my whole uh, middle school experience. So, I became obsessed with you know, all of it, and my biggest I would say memories of this are going to my friend Amy's house, my pastor's daughter, and we would Google image print out like pictures of the oh of the characters like print them out like on her like probably 2003 ink printer and we made scrapbooks and I'm wondering if my mom has them and if she does I will submit I will <laughs> submit photographs to you um
2: yes <laughs> oh my but, god I needed so yeah bad. it was
0: like the scrapbook making we would make like brownies and watch them all like because we would I would go home with my pastor and her his family after church and it would be like twilight fest from afternoon oh, until God. bedtime <sighs> we were going hard with twilight every sunday um so that's where it started it was like peak um you know going to it was cool to go to the midnight premieres of things at that point like at the car Mike was our movie theater so sure. my mom would take me and all my friends from school to because it started at new moon because i i was not a fan when the original when the first one came out um, so we would like go to the car, Mike. My mom would take us, and we would wear our Twilight pajamas, and stay there all day because they would show them all. So like by the last one, when I was probably like a sophomore in high school, it was like we left school at three and we were there until two a.m. <laughs> like because oh, we would my watch God. them all. <laughs> In, like, in our pajamas. And I'm sure, like, the movie theater employees hated us. Like, I, you know, I'm sure everyone else was having a horrible time with us being there. But we were having a lot of fun.
2: (laughs) And that's all that matters. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's sort of how it all began. And, I mean, I'm here now, 25, and I'm still here. So. (laughs) I mean, I think that that makes a lot of sense, right?
1: Stephanie was very intentional on the fact that Angela was the, like, pastor's daughter in there. Right. So Stephanie was like, yeah, no, this is... I mean, not only was it very overtly religious. <laughs> Incredibly. Um, but also was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, Angela's cool. This is cool for folks. yeah have uh, got the
2: cool church girl that everyone right. loves. Nobody's a problem with Um <laughs> Very but I, sweet.
1: I love the fact that it was, like, kept... It, like, spread from the mom's group mm-hmm. yeah. to... <laughs> To the youth group. That's wild. Um, Did you, after high school, was it still something that was like a part of your fandoms? Or did it go dormant until like Midnight Sun came out? Um, It went
0: dormant. I mean, unsurprisingly, Mm -hmm. it it was the Hunger Games after that. So we sort of went, you know. Yeah,
2: totally. It's a natural pipeline. Full
0: full (laughs) down the line. You know, Twilight was old news. But then... I rewatched them. I would say maybe 3 or 4 years ago. Just I have them on DVD. So I was just like kind of rewatching them, but then really the resurgence has been everyone's talking about it now because of Netflix. Yes. So I've been oh, like yeah. it's yeah, huge. I've been yeah. fully I'm fully back. I I am ready to talk about yes. it anyone who will listen. <laughs> that is fair. I think that it's so wild to me one
1: and I almost wonder now if it was an intentional move on Lionsgate's part when they took them off. And now that Midnight Sun is back, they're like, "Mm, we're just going to put them back on Netflix.
2: Um, Yeah, because they essentially waited for the quote-unquote Twilight Renaissance. They did. Where it was like the anniversary and like everyone was talking about it again and all these think pieces were going on, whatever. And they were just like, hmm, this turned out actually to be a lot bigger than we expected. Right. Let's put them back on Netflix (laughs)
1: Because prior to Midnight Sun, I think they were on Hulu. They kept jumping yeah. around, whether they were on... Yeah, Netflix it was like Hulu and, Hulu and then Prime and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. But obviously, as we've seen for a long time, Netflix is the the subscription service that the general public usually has. And right. so it's very clear here that that is what's caused that huge jump in conversation. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, wild. Sure. Um, but yes, I think that is. it is... Um, it's a good thing that you are you are back in the space to be able to talk yes, about the good welcome. things that you enjoy, but also <laughs> critique it, which is what we do here as well. Yeah We have one current event, um, which is why we wanted to have this director's commentary discussion. Um, and it is of course that it is Bell of Swan's birthday when we Hell are yeah. releasing this. <laughs> um, so we have to d- celebrate our our Virgo Sun. Queen,
2: here. Everyone HBDs in chat. (laughs) Gotta make sure she knows she's loved.
1: Um, And it's something that, surprisingly enough, I wasn't expecting it to be such a discussion within the director's commentary, but it ended up being a little bit.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I would
1: have expected it, obviously, within the New Moon commentary. um, But it was, it ended up being a little bit within the Twilight director's commentary, too, which was wild. So, Very interesting on there. Um, Since you had these on DVD, Peyton, had you watched
0: the Twilight movie with the director's commentary before? I had, I would say, maybe in like 2010, but definitely not since then. And I remembered basically nothing. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, so this was like a whole new experience all over again for me.
1: Same. It had been like a hot minute since I had watched this with the director's commentary. And I also had to pull my DVD out, like my <laughs> from 2008 DVD, because it was the only place I could guarantee that had the director's commentary. Because um, one of the things and I know some folks have mentioned this as a like critique of Netflix and other places, too, is that I mm-hmm. wish that when you had movies on streaming services they came with the like extra features right because it would be helpful if like when you were watching twilight on netflix you'd be able to pull up the director's
2: commentary too Mm
1: -hmm. whatever annoying i will say
2: as as someone who does not own (laughs) twilight on dvd this was a nightmare to find
1: how did you end up
2: finding it I spent a lot of hours on forums (laughs) over the last few days. (laughs) trying to find some nefarious sites because um, I didn't realize it was only I should have known because as someone who also owns a fuck ton of DVDs like the one of the main reasons I still get them is because they have the commentaries and the be- right. features and stuff like that you know and I just forgot <laughs> and then I was like uh oh I need to find it so I was really I was hunting down a lot of forums and dark spaces on the internet you, you must have seen some things <laughs> over the past couple weeks I've seen some things <laughs> that I'd, I'd rather not <laughs> <do>. <laughs> divulge back into but also one of the the first things I found was like someone some brave soul tried to put the entire thing um on YouTube you know like back in the day when people on YouTube would post things like episodes or movies in like 10 minute increments because it's has as long as you could upload a YouTube video back at that time and so they just there's like 12 parts (laughs) or whatever of a movie or a TV show or something it was awful but someone tried to do that with the entirety of the (laughs) thing and most of them got taken out but like a couple of them are still up for some reason like so there's just like a smattering of like of the commentary in the void of youtube and then just a whole playlist of things that are like redacted not available in your country copyright copyright (laughs) (laughs) which i found very funny
1: it's so frustrating being able to find this stuff online um yeah and i wish that i wish that it was available um for many reasons But one of which, and I don't know if this was your experience as well, Peyton, but I am someone who watches stuff with uh, subtitles. It is very, it's much easier for my brain to understand. And when I was Uh trying to use my, again, like 2008 from Target DVD, Um, bless this thing's heart for still working. Um, my Blu-ray player was like, I don't recognize this thing. I'm going to play it, but I don't know what it is. Um, I am scared of it. I don't, I don't trust this thing. Um, it had the subtitles for the movie, but not for the commentary. Why? And so I was the whole time just like trying to focus as intently as possible while taking notes (laughs) of like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, it also, I don't think I've watched this with the commentary since like maybe 2009. And so it felt like a brand new experience for yeah, me as It's a well. totally different
2: movie.
1: It is. It's a totally different movie. Um, and I know that a lot of folks who had responded to us wanted to mention how much of it was like self-deprecating. Um, yeah. And <laughs> like um, how much of it is talking about like the heavy criticism. And so I was curious with the both of you, what kind of initially
2: stood out with this? Oh man. I just want to say like off the bat, I was taken aback by the, (laughs) like the, quote unquote sexual tension between Catherine Hardwick and Robert Pattinson okay, listen. <laughs> I felt throughout this entire experience I was not expecting uh, the flirtation that was going on <laughs> nor was <So> I prepared <laughs> Nor I was definitely not prepared I did in the end enjoy it but I was very caught off guard immediately <laughs> of how they talk to each other and I
1: honestly couldn't tell if that was just Catherine and like who she is Right. As a person, um, hello? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I said something against Catherine, and now all of the birds in Seattle are going to kill me. Um, Oh god, this is my penance. Um,
2: She's let out a swarm. (laughs) Jesus.
1: Um, or, yeah, I can't tell if that's just, like, her vibe, or if there was, like, something in the air in that studio that day. Yeah, I
2: think it is, it's mostly a her vibe, because, like, the way that she talks in, like, a lot of other interviews and stuff gives me that similar vibe. True. But, like, I also feel like Robert is yes-anding it a lot, you know? I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it's because at every single moment in this, Edward is, or Robert is talking about how he looks in every shot. Yes. <laughs> every shot he is and he's like, "Ugh, oh, my eyebrows. Or, like, ugh, oh, my, like, my abs or whatever the fuck. Or my stupid hair. And then Catherine's always being like, oh. <laughs> like, either negging him or, like, complimenting him. And it's very strange.
1: It's so weird because she's like, sir, I chose you because you're hot as fuck. Will you stop? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, but, like, I hate myself, so I don't know. Yeah.
2: They spend a whole uh, – so much time being like, oh, you know, now that we – now that we know they made money, we can remake it with someone hot and young like Zac Efron or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's
0: like, what is going on? I don't know. I don't know. I just think sitting, like, on – I just picture them on a couch. Sitting on a couch next yes. to someone, critiquing how I look for two hours, yes. <laughs> makes me want to sprint out of the room, <laughs> like... Yeah, one
2: hundred does not seem like a great vibe. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: there, as much as Robert is, like, very set on being like, I would rather not be, like, emotional about this, right. and you, Catherine, and you, Kristen, want to be emotional about this, so I'm just gonna stick to hating myself... Um, right. I will say that they do seem to be having a lot of fun for oh these my two God. hours. What I would give to be in that room. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be just like having a, they're just vibing. And I do love that a lot,
0: which yeah, is very absolutely. nice.
1: It is. There's so much one. I will say that one of the initial reactions that I got aside from the fact that it's just like, damn, I would love to be in that room. They seem like they're having a great time. Um, Is I was, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by this, but what I loved was being able to hear how intentional Catherine is about everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's so good at her job and that I love hearing people who are great at what they do. Just talk about it. It's very enjoyable. So
2: that was like the best (laughs) One of my favorite, like, facts, you know, of this that I didn't, I didn't know prior to, to this, um, was the fact that at one point in the beginning, um, Rob is talking about how, like, the, the car, like, stopping the car scene or whatever, and he's like, I still don't really get, like, the physics of that, (laughs) Yes, how that made sense, and then Catherine immediately, it's like, um, well, some of us were physics majors, so, you know, (laughs) we, (laughs) we get it, and I, like, I had to be like, wait a minute, what? And, like, she went to school for architecture originally. And I was like, what? A woman she in She is STEM? a woman in Catherine <laughs> Hardwick. Literally, <laughs> we have to stand Catherine Hardwick. I love her so much.
1: Not only... Yeah. And, and the wild thing about this, too, is not only is she incredibly calculated with, like, every single part of this movie, but then mm-hmm. she's also Catherine and just <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. Like, there was a part pretty early on into this commentary when she was like, oh, yeah, um one of the guys just like came on set with this jacket and I loved that jacket. And so I just had him wear it in the scene and it was great. Hell yeah. What? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was Gil. um, Like in the first scene that we see him in when um, Bella meets Jacob and sees her truck for the first time. And she was like, yeah, like I like that jacket, man. Just wear that.
0: Oh yeah. What? I can't believe her. (laughs) One of my, so I listened, um, this was last night, and I, like, took notes on my notes app on my phone. And, of course, like, looking back, none of them really make sense. But, (laughs) and I definitely got sidetracked about halfway through and stopped for a while. (laughs) So my notes um, are a little bit iffy. But one of them just says, in quotes, we have very similar eyebrows. And then beside it says, his eyebrows are five (laughs) times as thick. (laughs) Like, I... I feel like they talked about his eyebrows multiple times. They did.
2: Yeah. They talked they were about Ross constantly eyebrows. pressed on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so much. Um, I remember exactly where you were in that moment because I wrote this down as well. Um, they were in the they were filming the science, like in the bio room. Um, and Rob was very concerned when they were talking about this. Cause I think they had mentioned um <laughs> that Stephanie was supposed to be there during that scene. And yeah, Rob was like, oh yeah, like my eyebrows, like we have the same ones. Because Kristen also, if I remember correctly, had mentioned in that scene that like her uh, face started shaking by the end of that day because she was trying to like keep it so tense. But yeah, Catherine was very adamant about how much throughout this filming they had to pluck Rob's eyebrows and like wax them. So she was not having any of that. (laughs) I loved that so much. Um, so good. It's it's there's
2: just so much. It that is unbelievable. Um, Ooh, also uh, one of one of my favorite things about this was the um, the better hold on tight spider monkey moment. Oh my god! Where Catherine reveals that he had five lines to choose from, and that is the one <laughs> that course. he personally picked. And I just want to know, what the fuck were the other <laughs> what, <ones? laughs> what were the options? I have so many questions. That feels like a
0: huge... What could have It been? was actually his choice. Like, I'm going to throw... I'm deflecting. <laughs> because this is a very hard
1: point. <laughs> <right. laughs> I agree as well. Um, it The idea of there being other options in that Correct. moment uh, feels impossible to me.
2: Yeah. What? Like, imagine the state of Redbubble and Etsy if that land <laughs> was any different. You know what I mean? Like, culture would have changed. It would have been different. We would have been in a different world. I agree. It's,
1: it seems impossible. Um, one of the other things that, like, shocked me in this is that, <clears throat> like, for all of them... They meant, well, Kristen said throughout all of this that she had, like, several different scenes that were her favorite. Um, but all of them seemed to agree that their favorite scene was the, like, how long have you been 17 yes. scene. And they were, like, very focused on talking about this scene, which I loved a lot. Um, and I thought that that was very pure. Um, and... Especially because of the fact that (laughs) um, it ends up being, like, so mocked in popular culture, that scene. And yet they all love it so much of, like, how intense and, like, mystical. And Catherine got, like, very in-depth about the, like, cinematography in that moment as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But I thought that it was very pure that they were all like, yeah, no, like, we really vibe with this moment, actually. (laughs) so good yeah it's so the idea too that there's so much came out of this and yet they were there were parts of this where Kristen and Rob were just like giggling.
2: And Catherine
1: was, like, trying to be, like, very thorough and talk about these really important moments. And there would be, like, minutes where Chris and Rob were just, like, giggling about nothing. And you could, like, barely hear what
2: Catherine was saying. Catherine's trying to put on a professional show. (laughs) These hooligans. These two are just,
1: like, flirting with each other. And we can't see what they're doing. But they're just, like, not paying
0: attention at all. I hate them. I hate them so much. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she was feeling how much they were flirting and she was like, well, I'm going to flirt too. Like (laughs) I'm going to insert myself into this equation somehow. It's like, Hey,
2: you know what? Two can play that game. All right.
1: (laughs) It is one of the things that I guess also surprised me throughout this is that Rob was very adamant throughout the whole movie, how completely, (laughs) how lacking he was in athletic ability And how much athletic ability that Kristen had. Yes. And and so, like, especially when it would get to when he finally is able to admit that he's a vampire. And (laughs) when he does the, like, uh, revealing his, like, vampire skin and starts, like, throwing branches and shit. um, Rob was like, yeah, no, like, I couldn't do this stuff. Like, I've got, like, scars and, like, (laughs) Catherine had scars and stuff. And they were like, yeah, Kristen did, like, fine actually, yeah. with this.
2: <laughs> well, it's too, like, that um that one behind-the-scenes video. I forget which um, movie it was for, but when, like, they're all doing, like, somersaults and shit, and it's all going super intense, and Rob is just fucking eating shit every time, and Kristen's <laughs> like, I got this, like, so easy. Yes. <laughs> I love it.
1: She's just really good at what she does. She can do everything. She can. She can do everything. And that's why we love her. <laughs> Um, there was, they had mentioned quite a bit of the stunts too, especially during the baseball scene. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's wild that all of the, I knew a little bit about the ballet scene being the first one that was shot. Um, cause that's very popular in the wiki. Um, but I had forgotten that the baseball scene was the second one, and it was all just because Cam had, like, another movie to go to, so they had to do those sequences first. <laughs> but it is wild to think that two of the most, like, intense scenes, they did, yeah. r- or, like, right at the beginning of
2: shooting. And, like, highly choreographed. A hundred percent. You know?
1: Yeah. Truly unreal. And how much too, Catherine was pretty um honest during the commentary about this, but like how many of the actors got like major injuries throughout this filming? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I know Cam got pretty fucked up during the ballet scene. Yeah. I think it was his shoulder or something. But when they mentioned in the baseball sequence that like Nikki had Hurt her like butt from sliding so much, oh, God. and stuff. So, like there were people that got like <laughs> hurt yeah. and stuff from going so hard in the paint. Yeah, truly unbelievable.
2: Dangerous movie. <laughs> yes,
1: I, I love the idea that they were just willing to sacrifice all of their limbs for their
2: actual movie. human bodies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> For art, for cinema. Yeah.
0: I think my Um, my favorite moment in the whole commentary was when they're in the meadow, like towards the end, and Rob says that they look like dead people. Because that was (laughs) one of Brent's, my husband, one of the only things he said throughout that whole movie was as soon as they (laughs) appeared in the meadow, he said, they look dead.
2: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They really do. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I've never really, like, looked at the positioning this intensely before, but, like, it is incredibly awkward, (laughs) like, the way that they're laid down. It
1: is. Some of the positioning, too, especially because of the fact that they used – Catherine decided to use that cut rather than the one that's in the credits where they're, like – they pull each other down into the meadow. Right, yeah. Which is far more, like, natural and, like, playful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. and, and makes it seem like they are alive <laughs> um, right. and not corpses <laughs> exactly um I thought that that was interesting too at the end that Catherine discusses like some of her favorite scenes and like some of the makeup tests went into the credits um she was pretty intentional about describing that too um of like where some of her favorite scenes kind of went in throughout the piece. Um, yeah. One of which, which I have watched, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched this movie. <laughs> it's right. honestly disgusting. And I've lost count. <laughs> yeah. Um, There was a point where I was watching this like every day. It's been, it's fucked up. I have literally never noticed the hospital sequence stuff that she's pointed out
2: oh yeah like all those little little hidden things yeah and the way with
1: the painting on the wall the memories on the tv that's i literally have never noticed that
2: did you have like a galaxy brain moment i I did i could like
1: see (laughs) (laughs) it was so i've never been
2: more powerful
1: (laughs) um and also during that both Kristen and Catherine were like, we were having set drama that day. And then they don't say what the set drama was.
2: Honestly, how dare you? That was I. That's what
0: I really want to know. A director's commentary. That's like the 20th yeah, the anniversary gossip. director's cut. They all re- have a reunion yes. and like really say what the drama was. I
1: want to know who was fighting at that point. Why yeah, just say seriously. that, but then not
2: talk about it? You can't just say set drama. No. And leave it. It's truly Absolutely messed up. not. Disrespectful.
1: Especially because of the fact that, like, at this point, and I know that Kristen mentioned it kind of throughout the two hours, um, but that she was having to, because she was still a minor at this point, she was having to go to school during this. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. Oh.
1: <laughs> That's so frustrating.
2: Terrible. So bad.
1: Because there was a point, I think, pretty early on into this where she was like, oh, yeah, I know that school that we filmed at. I had to go to school in that school. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was there at the school. I learning. was
1: doing unintentional method acting and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> so fucked up. I don't know how you just like that sounds awful to me. And I wouldn't wish yeah. it on anyone on there. Um, this was wild. Um And I enjoyed it immensely on here, Um, especially getting to learn, which I don't know. I don't know if I knew this, but the fact that Kristen had suggested the Iron and Wine song.
2: um, Oh, yeah.
1: Knowing that at the end that Kristen was like, hey, I think Flyless Bird American Mouth would be great here. And it didn't just, like, like... just my two
2: cents. Yeah, <laughs> just my
1: two cents, actually. Um, like, you don't need to listen to it or anything. Um, yeah. And that it actually not just, like, got in to Twilight, but then is actually, like, later reprised into the wedding version for
2: Breaking Down Part Ugh.
1: 1. Hello? Kristen? Yeah.
2: That's, your that's taste. the beauty of, of of Catherine. And being like, you know what? I hear you. And I hear your input. And this is gonna be, like, now a, a multi-movie situation. It's gonna be a theme. Exactly. You know.
1: Just because they're not gonna have Catherine back as a director doesn't mean that they don't they don't, they can't ignore her exactly. music taste. The absolute strength. <laughs> exactly. Um, that is Iron and Wine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, we did have a couple of folks who <laughs> um, had some questions as well as comments for us. Hell yeah. Um, the first of which <laughs> um, was. I really, really hope that you all talk about the hamburgers from the commentary. Specifically, I think that they are referencing the, like, garden burger slash veggie burger
2: moment. Right. (laughs) Uh, Truly um, iconic.
1: It was. I would say. This was very interesting. um, Yeah. (laughs) That... One, there were a lot of moments, I feel like, throughout all of this that Rob felt just confused.
2: yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. uh, <laughs> I think that's that's really a generous element. way yeah. to say that. Yeah.
1: Um The fact that he had never heard of them being called Garden Burgers. <laughs> um I think it was also very kind of them, of all three of them, not to mention the fact that uh <laughs> the fact that they kept in the cut of Kristen not getting any ketchup out of the oh bottle. Oh my god. It's so, still so funny. It's <laughs> one of my favorite bits. So good. Um, but yeah, Rob is just genuinely very confused throughout all of this. I think there's a part later on um, when he's very confused about vampires in
2: general. just <laughs>
1: conceptually,
2: which is like... Um, Where were you,
1: dog? What? (laughs) In a way that makes it seem like he had not read Midnight Sun. That, like... Contrasts everything that's ever been said of like no, actually, like Rob had Midnight Sun back in two thousand eight, and that's why his performance was like so
2: in depth. Ooh, are we doing a conspiracy theory right now? Are we alleging that Robert Pattinson never read Midnight Sun?
1: The man was like, (laughs) why wouldn't? Why would vampires? Why would? Why would Bella? Why are they fighting? Like.
2: He was like, right. why What's Why wrong? are they
1: fighting in the Jeep? Like, why are they doing this? And Catherine and Kristen came at his fucking neck and were like, right. hi, did you read the script? Did you
2: read the book? Hey, do you know anything, Rob? I think in Rob's
0: defense, watching that back must be like a whole different... Like you have never seen any of that before. With the the effects yeah, that were I right. mean, special effects, but let's not be dramatic with the adjective. They were effects. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and the blue
2: filter Just bottom of the barrel effects. Yeah, the blue <laughs> yes.
0: tint to everything. I I mean, I yeah. see how that could be disorienting from what really happened. That's
2: no, fair. Yeah, he's like, "Kevin Harwick put me in a trance. This is like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs>
1: That was also one of the bits in the Jeep that completely threw me is that they, one, had, like, one take to do that or, like, 10 minutes or something.
2: Yeah, And that's
1: Catherine was, like, just improv. Like, they kept rewriting that scene to the point where she was, like, you have 10 minutes, go at each other. And apparently Rob and Kristen's instinct in that moment was for the characters to both yell at each other, which is unreal (laughs) I I love it I love it so much Um, we also have another question here this is from one of our patrons India hello Um, and I'm very curious (laughs) what Peyton your um, feedback is going to be on this Um, this is not from the commentary this is just in general if Jessica Stanley had gone (laughs) to become a multi-level marketing Facebook mom This is a side note. While Jessica, no, while Lauren supports them with more traditional employment, of course. Ooh, okay, gang. (laughs) Let's Um, go. What kind of business do you think she'd get wrapped up in?
2: Oh, geez. (laughs) What a question. (laughs) Because I do love that it it, it, it assumes that Jessica would a, uh, absolutely be in an MLM, and it's not like would she? It's no, what one would she be? Right, <laughs> right. Of course, <laughs> that's <says> a lot.
1: <laughs> it's been a minute since I was pretty deep in MLM TikTok. Um,
2: oh yeah,
1: this is a very important question.
0: You know what? You know what vibes I'm getting. There's, like, that mascara. I couldn't tell you the brand of it, but it's a MLM. Yes. And it has, like, fibers, and there's, like, multiple steps, and they all... It's, like, big. I mean, I, I guess coming... I just moved here from Alabama. It's, like, peak southern girl look sort of, mm. sort of okay. vibe. That's exactly the MLM I would picture her in. Like... Yes, for sure. For some reason, like or maybe like some Avon, some Mary Kay, like some sort of cosmetic for sure, I feel like must Mm -hmm. be the move.
1: Yes, I think that that vein feels safe, feels good. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The one that initially my brain went to was like essential oils.
0: That also makes perfect sense. I feel like there's
2: there's like a couple of those. Yeah, like a holistic yeah.
0: And I think it would be Uh. a borderline aggressive sort of approach with like I have a headache and suddenly you're being like slathered. Like I don't think it (laughs) Right it would not be, do you want me to put oil on you? It would be like, Oh, there's oil on you now. Like it is it's like there is oil on you, you will smell like lavender for the rest of the day. Um that's that makes sense to me as well.
1: I think it depends on whether Jessica and Lauren stay in the Pacific Northwest or whether, like yeah. a previous headcanon we've seen from folks, they did move to LA. I think that that will depend on the type of MLM that they do. That is that is my cop-out answer. Cody, do you have an opinion? Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, my initial gut was a, a Lulu Roe situation. Oh. Because she's always in, like, an athleisure moment. <laughs> yes, bonus, you know what I mean? no, I agree. And I feel like, you know, if 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 she's on the – on Facebook, you know, like, she might get swept up in that thing pretty easily. But I also totally agree with, like, an Avon, Mary Kay moment. Like, definitely any of the beauty situations I feel like makes a lot of sense. Maybe just she could skids she all of them. Maybe yeah. She, gets, gets she goes, like, of them.
0: full, not girl boss, it's, like, girl CEO. I'm in five MLMs.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, she has, like, seven different downlines. It's actually kind of impressive and kind of iconic.
1: Yeah. So I... I love that for her. Actually, good for her. Yeah. Um, maybe someday Lauren will will support her dreams that way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Um, as long as she stays away from me, because I don't, I can't. I'm easily <laughs> yeah, swayed. <no>. So, <laughs> as unfortunately, as I've mentioned this before, um, I unfortunately was sucked into an MLM when I was in college for like a good three months. Um, I happens, can't be. You know? <laughs> I can't be around those people. Okay. Well, folks, I'm, here's, here's what I gotta say. I planned, we're recording this three weeks in advance. So when you hear this, when, when we're next week, oh God, my Xbox is fucking up. No. Uh, (laughs) Next week, when you hear this, we should be on Vampire Academy chapter 17 and 18. If that's wrong, don't come for me because I'm in the past and I can't do anything. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) But I tried my best, okay? There's uh, simply no way of knowing. There's simply, I, listen, math is hard, and you know how I feel about time. It makes my brain melt, so I can't help you. Um, yeah. What I can't help you with is that we have a lot of patrons that I adore, and I would love to thank them. Through song. Nope, not through song.
2: Don't, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, That's a strong veto. <laughs>
1: no, I would rather uh, eat jalapenos. Instead.
2: Great. <laughs> Cody, would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Shout out to Mallory Hardwick. Uh, thank you to Kay Black. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow, bow. Thank you, Kylie Minty. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, thank you
1: to Alex Dornan. Bow, 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 bow.
2: Shout out <laughs> Carrie Goldberg. Bow, bow, bow,
1: bow. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. <laughs>
2: shout out rebecca cullen um thank you to mulch gray mulch. mulch shout out taylor brown town Lautner. oh uh thank you to jasmine anastasia
1: Whoa, yeah
2: uh thank you to bailey christian
1: Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Shout
2: out Kristen Strider.
1: It's starting to sound like dogs, and that's
0: not what i was <laughs> It's, like it's like going to
2: a frequency that only dogs can hear.
0: Damn it. Thank you to Julia Stewart.
2: Shout out Megan Pattinson. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Rachel Seeker. Thank you to
1: Ashley Dragomir. Ooh,
2: Ooh. yes. Thank you to Alexandra Ozera. Too close to my name. I'm making alley uncomfortable. <laughs> Meet <love> me outside. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa.
1: <laughs> Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa.
2: Whoa, whoa. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Oh yes, uh. yes. Thank you too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have favorites. Shut up. Uh thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck.
2: Woo, mom. Shout out Sophia Salinger. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you to India Peach. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you to Laura Forty. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. And last but certainly not least, thank you to Abby Penn. Woo!
2: Yeah. I, I
1: like have been waiting for this <laughs> for <laughs> so long. Um and I'm incredibly excited. Um Peyton, what fan fiction did you bring to the space oh, for us this
0: week? It's it's a good one. Um, I don't know. I've only listened to your few most recent episodes, so I don't know how wacky you usually like to get um, with this. It's it's, <laughs> it's rated G. I feel like I need to say that before <laughs> before oh, you get afraid. Okay,
1: that's Great. very generous of you.
0: Yeah, that is very um, kind. This <laughs> one I was looking for a fanfic to bring um, yesterday, and this so happened to be published yesterday, and it has br- wow, it has brought so much light shit. into my life um, since I found oh my gosh. it. And I can't How read the, the whole presses. thing. It's it's a whopping 900 words, just to preface. Um, <laughs> Got it. Got it's it. called Teenage Dream, and it is by Supreme underscore Over Gnome. Okay. Um, I'll give you the summary. It is, everyone is bored during quarantine, at least until Rosalie has something to say about it. Katy Perry may or may not be involved.
2: Oh, <laughs> My God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I came prepared as the guest, and my fanfic option also has a guest.
2: I feel like that works perfectly. No, I think that's permits. incredible. Yeah, I love a, a cameo, you
0: know? I love that. So here, here we are. We'll start in the middle, but it, it'll make perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper, Emmett, and Bella all ran out to meet Rose in the woods. The group returned in outfits, they all wore sparkly crop tops. Low rise jeans, blue and green eyeshadow, ponytails, and then in parentheses, except Emmett because he didn't have long enough hair, and glittery accessories. Where on earth did you get, please sit? This wasn't a request because Rosalie never requested anything. As Carlyle, Esme, and Edward sat on the couches which had been moved into a semicircle. Alice sat down with enthusiasm. Rosalie nodded to Bella, who very coolly swaggered to the sound system to plug in Rosalie's phone. Um, and then the rest of it is the lyrics to Teenage Dream by Katy Perry because they perform it.
2: <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this this is so important. I don't I this... don't know
0: why someone wrote it, but I'm so glad that they did. I'm so happy. I just, thank
2: God they did.
0: <laughs> Listen.
1: I I didn't know that I needed this until <laughs> right now,
0: and so I do. I didn't think know that I needed
2: all films. of these people in like glittery blue eyeshadow and mostly ponytails and bracelets. <laughs> right. I love
0: the clarification of why and that it didn't have one. Right, right. <laughs> we, right. All we all wondered. We all wondered why, and now we know. So, right. excellent,
1: truly powerful. It's art. I love it. I love it so much. Um, and I love how recent it is.
0: Yeah. Well. yeah. It's, I mean, it's hot Fresh. off the presses f- from yesterday. <laughs>
1: um, I would imagine that they're... Um, I like to imagine it's on a mechanical keyboard. Their mechanical keyboard is probably still hot from just the rushing of
0: typing. Well, and I like that they there. picked... I mean, they wrote it yesterday, but it was Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Yeah. I mean, what a song to choose of all the songs.
1: <laughs> of all of them. Um, that's a truly powerful. I'm so glad that you you provided such,
2: yes, such an amazing cultural text. Yeah. Um,
1: That's amazing. Um, Peyton, it has been an absolute joy being able to have you on the show, um, for folks who want to be able to support your work all across the internet on every single place that you are, um, where would they need to be able to go to be able to support you?
0: Well, <laughs> I have a podcast called Retweet This, where my best friend Emily and I roast each other's tweets and also roast Hank's tweets because, you know, he he is our chosen victim of the pod. Um,
2: <laughs> for sure. Absolutely valid. <laughs> and it's very
0: chaotic. I feel like your listeners would probably like the vibes. Um, Absolutely, they would. And then you can follow me on Twitter yeah. at Pate Mitch, P-A-Y-T-M-I-T-C-H, if you want to see my every thought. <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah. Fantastic. And I would imagine, yeah. given what we know about the demographics of our listeners, um, they have most definitely seen your work um, from Hank and John's TikToks
2: as well. Yeah. There's a strong overlap, which is great. Yeah.
1: And I also know, based on what I have seen as well, that you are also lurking in those comments there as well. <laughs> um, <which laughs> of is course. Great. Um, it has been an absolute, absolute joy have you here consider yourself welcome back at any single time that you would like absolutely um, especially yeah. because brent has a lot to say obviously
2: <laughs> let him speak
1: <laughs> and you know we we want to make sure that his backstory is told in full detail as he is very clearly shown here as well but as we say here in the pacific northwest get bit and get whipped get bit
2: and also get bit again get get
1: bit twice get bit again
2: never stop